Oh, hey, Joe. How you doing, Brian? Can you do a, like, uh, whenever you watch a show where you learn a lesson? Like, you no, know, we all had a fun time here today, mm-hmm. but you know what's really, what's very important? Can, yeah. can you do that voice? We all had a good time today, didn't we? And what did we learn? Well, we learned don't touch downed electrical wires. Don't pet scorpions. And don't slather meat on yourself when you're running through a field of dogs. <laughs> oh, those are all, oh, that's all great advice. Yeah. Wow. I want to watch that after school special. Yeah. Well, where was that Captain Planet episode? <laughs> it was done live. It wasn't put on tape. Oh, it was such a, it was back in the day when TV was live and you never knew what was going to happen. None of that was in the script. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was, that, well, that, uh, I would watch that after school special because it was always like, you know. Well, you know, it's good lessons, but it was always hard to watch it because it's so corny. Yes. Yes. It's like, hey, that's why we don't, you know, say mean things to people. It's like, yeah, that's good. But why? I, I'm so corned out. Like, I'm all like <laughs> cringy with how ter- terrible this is. Yeah. I think I'm missing the lesson here. Yeah. And the whole time I was very aware I was watching acting, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. There, there wasn't some sort of a like, yeah, it wasn't so immersive to where, you know, like it's like you can map it out in your head. You can watch yeah. this stuff. Like I already watching it play out in front of me like this doesn't really drive home the point any better. But now I'm just cringy about it. Yeah, yeah. Know. Well, yeah. They actually, um, they actually made staying sober and not going to a kegger on a Friday night look lame. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This is not about a podcast about the '90s and the television we watched after school or mm-hmm. on Saturdays or the Captain Planet. This is not a podcast. This is a podcast about real estate. Primarily in the Kansas City metro area. Isn't, isn't that right? I would say so. Yeah. Here we are. This is called Finally Getting to the Point. Yes. Uh, yes. Now, that is an intro for a podcast <laughs> yeah. right there. Let's talk about all of our favorite 90s nostalgia <laughs> and late 80s nostalgia. Uh, are we still doing that or real estate? Because I, can, I, can I go into like velvet couches at coffee shops in the 90s? Those were awesome. I, oh, I remember those. I remember yeah. velvet couches. Didn't they have like the rivets along the side like holding them stamping them yeah. into place and i remember like playing with those like these these this is really in there yeah it wasn't like old we have staples nowadays right like all like cheap staples but back then they really put some time they really put a lot of effort into like stamping that fabric into the couch somehow late 90s coffee shops ended up with all the couches your old aunts and uncles didn't want you know <laughs> that's a lot of estate sales. <laughs> a lot of that, yeah. That's real estate related. Estate sales. Estate sales. I do. Uh, yes, uh, uh, estate sales. Um, yeah. Um, my my parents go to estate sales. Oftentimes, they say they're just going because the estate sale is at a cool house they want to see the inside of. But then they end up buying like five things that they didn't need. You know. I like. Uh, yeah, they, they end up spending like you know forty two dollars, which was like a thousand products. Yeah. <laughs> but a yeah. thousand things. Yeah, they're like, look at the deal we got on, I don't know, this this car charger. And it's like, Dad, you already have five car chargers. But it was a deal, you know. There was a um when I worked at Hastings, uh they used to, you know, it's a, for those of you who don't know, Hastings was a place where they sold books, movies, and CDs. Mm-hmm. And physical media. Physical yes. media, yes. Yeah. So it was yeah. a big, big part of what we did there. And um people would come in and sell back CDs to get cash. And we did that. And there was this one guy who would come in all the time and we bring in like every like twice a week, a crate of CDs. And, <laughs> and it was driving us crazy because I'd spend like half my shift going through all this stuff because you had to like check every one and make sure it doesn't skip if it's scratched and stuff oh, like that. It was, it was so painstaking. It was terrible. Oh, no. And 
finally got to know him and like, so uh, what's the deal with all this stuff? Where do you get all this stuff? He goes, well, I help people clean out houses for, you know, loved ones who, who move on, pass away mm-hmm. or estate sales or estate. Like I usually, usually the family comes in, takes what they want, any memories and stuff like that. And the rest of the rest of it, either we throw away or I can keep it. And usually they, ne- they never take the CDs and the movies and they was like, let him. Mm-hmm. So he would take those and bring them in and make an extra couple hundred bucks off the deal. And that's how he did it. But he did it like three times a week. And it was like, Every time I saw him, I was like, no, I had to like do a bunch of stuff this shift. And now I got to do this for the next three hours. <laughs> this is the worst. I, um, I was looking at an em- basically empty house one time and there was like this shelf that was clearly by a TV at one point. And I'm looking at, and yeah, somebody had just abandoned their old VHS cassettes. And there was one, you know, as a, as a real estate agent, uh, you know, part of our agreement is all right, this this sound bad, but like we don't we don't just take stuff we want out of houses, you know. Mm-hmm. Even if it's clearly been abandoned, you know. Obviously, we don't steal stuff, but but the rule is e- there. There is no line, even if it's clearly been abandoned. You can't just decide you want it. But I um I I remember it, and I was like, I almost called the agent. I was like, oh, I kind of want this. It was just this pristine VHS copy of Labyrinth. And, oh, uh, nice. Yeah, and uh, I I don't I don't know that I. It's I don't know when the last time I saw that movie was and if I even liked it, but it was just like such 80s kitsch right in my hand. The, David Bowie. David Bowie. David yeah. Bowie doing the stuff there. Yeah. And the uh I remember, I remember watching that movie when I was a kid and it was remember like when movies like were kind of like really scary. I don't know if they still are scary to kids these days, but like the scene with the things dancing around that look terrible, or like the fact that they put this young girl like through this horrible like thing. Really scared me. It's yeah, kind of like, like that scariest scene in Charlie and the Cho- uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when they like they get on that ferry, that that boat, and they go through the the tunnel, and it gets all scary and spooky. Yeah, and it goes fast, and there's like all these weird things on the wall. And I remember watching that. I'm like, this was. I watched this when I was like in fifth grade. That was messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were some. Uh, there were some. Yeah, movies with just like, did it have to be this disturbing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we have to. You know these guys, people who made these movies in the '80s were just like you know, working some stuff out. Yeah, know, yeah, during those times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so this is a nice segue into is I want to talk about gifts. Okay, and you know what? You go to people go to garage sales, gifts. They go to estate sales. You know, I, I, I'm not against going to like you know uh, any place where like it's secondhand and buying a gift and give it to somebody, but not, not everyone does that. You know, I mean, it's a worn out phrase, but it's the thought that counts. If you see a gift in somebody's garage well garage sale let not you don't just walk into somebody's garage and, Ooh, uh, <laughs> this pr- is mine now pruning shears yeah brian would love those <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's dirt on them already yeah oh wow these must work really good then. yeah <laughs> like i don't know you saw some like old uh sports memorabilia for a sports fan you knew you know um i did like, that when yeah. i was at the antique store and i saw stuff that you would like yeah i would buy a I think we talked about this earlier. Recently, there's a Bruce Springsteen autographed picture, and then the one here in Lawrence. Oh yeah, there's like five autographed pictures. Like one ECDC, one was Metallica, there was Aerosmith, all autographed, and one was Springsteen, going for like twenty five bucks. I'm like, hmm. I forgot you told me. I got to go over there. Where was this? It's at the uh, antique shop on Mass Street. Okay, the big one between uh, it's between Ninth and Eighth, whatever that big one is. Okay, if you're heading north, it's on the right hand side. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go check that out. There's stuff. I love going in there. I just love it because they have like classic uh, magazines from like, you know, forever, like however long ago, like whenever 
anything like Michael Jordan related, I'm all about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. on that. But yeah, gifting. Uh, so doing that. Or uh, so you're a real estate agent. Are yes. you allowed to receive gifts from like clients? You know, um, I believe so. Um, I don't think that's considered a form of compensation. Okay. Um, especially at the holiday times. Um, like I have, I, you know, a lot of my clients are builders. They would, you know, give the new homes agents gift cards at Christmas. And I hope I'm just like not admitting to a giant respa violation. Okay. Well, we'll say check with your broker. <laughs> yeah. Check with check I, your broker. And that's where I was going. I think it would be a broker policy okay. in each individual broker or company. Um, you know, obviously if somebody's like sliding a suitcase full of cash toward your way, <laughs> it's like, okay, why? You know, um, they put a handcuff thing yeah. around your wrist. It's chained to the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. Well, you're not going to, you said you weren't going to ask any questions. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't say that. <laughs> um, some guys with sunglasses walk in, but normally it's more customary for the agent to give their uh, client a gift, a closing gift or a thank you gift or something like that. It is nice. Yeah. I yeah. got a nice gift from my, 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 at my closing. Like, mm-hmm. It was like a plant. It's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. It was cool. Or, Custom stuff is, I like custom stuff, like engraved things or things yep. with your name on them. Those are good or I, whatever. I do a lot of the engraved stuff, you know. Um, I uh, I try and think of something personal and I don't always, but uh, one good example, and I hope my other clients don't hear this and they're like, oh, he didn't think of anything that cool to put on my engraved glasses. But uh, I have a couple of friends that used to teach Taekwondo and uh, at the time they bought their house, they were financial advisors. So I put on their their name and then your local financial ninja and nice. i engraved their glasses with it and, nice yeah. i like that or i had them engraved i don't have an engraver myself it's like I a dremel in your garage <laughs> there would be so many broken test glasses <laughs> yes. i can see you cussing like yeah. dang it yeah. <laughs> yeah the um okay so i think i would if i was going to give a gift or you know what the best gift always is is a nice review on your website hey yeah or on your Google account. That's the best thing somebody could give me. Or a referral. Yeah. Or referral or ESA Google review. Um, yeah. Um, one, um, yeah, it helps boost our web traffic. And two, um, I, I have a really fragile ego and it's just nice to see, <laughs> see positive things about me online. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, wait, let's, uh, well, let's help with uh, insecurities. Okay. Yes. Is, that, is that a nice way to say that? <laughs> yeah. This is turning no, into a, a session. No, don't. Yeah. Don't make your review. Well, my real estate agent, Joe, is really insecure. So I'm putting this here to just make sure everybody knows he's a good guy. <laughs> and that, I, I am writing this because I'm told Joe is insecure. Yeah. And I feel, and I feel yeah. super bad for him. I don't yeah. know if I really mean this or not. There's a thing I said, I hope he didn't take the wrong way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, it's uh no, you, you know how it is. You just got to. You know, reviews are good. Thank you notes. Uh, some sort of gift is nice or gift yeah. card. I feel like I would like a coffee gift card would be nice. Sure. Uh, Everybody likes coffee. I drink a lot of coffee. And most coffee stores have something, at least a couple things, non-coffee if you don't like it. You know, like I don't drink coffee. Well, get a biscotti or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's like one of those universal gifts that pretty much anyone can like. Yeah. Can I buy like, what are those gifts? Like you can buy real estate on the moon and name it after you or something <laughs> like that. Um, I haven't seen that for a while. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. yeah. I bought you a star. Now that's some real estate right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I am licensed in Kansas, Missouri, and the whole solar system. <laughs> <laughs> it has commercial real estate on the, yeah. 
on the, I guess that's, maybe that's what Elon Musk is doing. Maybe he got his real estate license and he's trying to build communities that he can sell on Mars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he did shoot that car of his into space. It's got to land somewhere. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He did do yeah. that. Didn't he? Yeah. That is just a testament of bizarreness. Um, I guess it's marketing. I mean, I always thought it'd be funny if he did that to like get out of like meeting with people that week. It's like, Hey, Elon, remember we were going to have coffee this week? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I shot my car into space. I can't. No, no, the tags were expiring. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I got to get rid of this thing. (laughs) Some some other solar system has actual like patrolmen and that are patrolling space. And they they're like savvy enough to know his California tags are expired. (laughs) <laughs> he gets sent back yeah. with one of those orange stickers on the on those <laughs> side windows that are hard to get off. He gets a summons from three systems away. <laughs> a summons to, to take care of his parking tickets. <laughs> Your expired tags are no good in space. <laughs> you have to appear and talk about why you didn't yeah. renew these. His his defense is well, you you. You take longer to revolve around your son. You don't even use the same calendar as me. How do you know these are expired? <laughs> like uh, it's parked on a, no, it's like it's parked on a, a lot. It's like on grass. You're not supposed to park your car there. You, you have to have a driveway <laughs> to park their car there. You ever see the, like I have oh, houses, yeah. I have like houses here where people park their cars on the grass. Yeah. I know there's some places where I don't know if it's a covenants thing or even like a county thing, but I, I'm guessing you can do that here. Uh, but I do know sometimes people are like, no, you can't do that because it's, it looks bad. And we have a covenant that says you can't do that. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's not the most high end look. Um, the other thing is, um, you know, the engine of your car is hot and this time of year, the grass is dry. Um, it, it can be a fire hazard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. It, yeah, so. The safety of the neighborhood is at stake there. That's right. But yeah. All right. That's a gift right there. Best car for a real estate agent. If you can, if someone like, I want to gift you a car, what car would you want? <clears throat> Um, this is, well, this is something that actually comes up because, uh, real estate agents put people in their cars. And so, um, we usually prefer roomy, roomier cars. Okay. Um, I, I, you know, um, now don't everybody uh, blow up the Honda website when I say this, but, um, <laughs> I have a Honda Accord. Uh, I am somebody who's over six foot tall. And, uh, even with the seat comfortable for me, I can get people in my back seat and, um, take them around, uh, trunks big enough for my signs. Uh, a lot of agents drive mid midsize and full size SUVs because of that. But, uh, my dad, when he, well, he's still in real estate, but you know, he, he doesn't drive people around as much anymore, but I remember one car he had was this, do you remember the 1988 Lincoln town car? I do. It was basically a gunboat on wheels and, um, <laughs> it was, it was massive. Didn't that, wasn't like the, the, the- <clears throat> The rear lights, like they're like pointing, what are they like pointing up? So they're like, they're really narrow and they were really distinguished from like where the trunk ended and they yeah. began. They're like, they almost look like fins, kind of like how the on the back of Doc Brown's, uh, what's it called? His, uh, his time machine, the DeLorean, the DeLorean, like those exhaust yeah. pipes he had there. They, like, yeah. they kind of had that vibe going on. I, th- I think the early eighties ones did. His was an 88 that I think had the more modern, you know, it still looked like something straight out of, you know, mid sixties America. But, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he was always like, well, you never know when you're going to drive people around to look at houses, you got to have a real estate car. And I know some of the cars he owned, like he had a, before I was born, he had like a giant Mercury grand marquee and he had his couple Buicks and 
uh, Chrysler's. And, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. He still had that mentality of you got to have a real estate car, you know? Yeah, you guys. So, yep. and, I, and I guess it rubbed off on me because it's like, if, if I wasn't in this line of work, I'd probably have a coupe, you know, but, yeah. like a smaller car. Yeah. 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 People need to feel like, you know, yeah. the, the car they're riding around to choose their house yeah. feels like a house. Yeah. No, I, um, I really made a uh, salesman in a Lamborghini dealership mad one day when I was like, I'm sorry, the Gallardo just doesn't fit enough clients for me. And <laughs> the Gallardo. The, yeah. This is back when uh, Lamborghini made the Gallardo. It was a, I think that's the Uricon is their new. It's like a soccer player. Um, Lamborghini actually, uh, names their cars after bulls and bullfighters. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh darn. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why their logo is a bull. Are you making this up? I am not. You're screwing with me. Joe does this all the time. He (laughs) makes up random nonsense to see if I buy it. (laughs) And then he'll tell me 20 years later that that was a joke. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of wish I had gone there. Like Lamborghini names their cars after um, Roman lounge singers. Uh, (laughs) After after Canadian lawn chair companies. (laughs) (laughs) This is another fun fact. Uh, Lamborghini started as a tractor company. God dang it, Joe. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. (laughs) The lore is, and I don't know how accurate this is, but he bought a Ferrari with his, um, with the money he made off of his tractor company and was enraged by the low quality. He told Enzo Ferrari and Enzo Ferrari's like, well, fine, go build your own car. And he did. (laughs) I suppose the next thing you're going to tell me is super Dave's last name is Einstein. (laughs) Now, now, now you're just making stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) No, his last name really is Bob. His name's Bob Einstein, yeah. RIP. Uh, here's another fun fact. Um, every subdivision you drive by that has the word estates in it. Yeah, that was that was uh, founded by um, James Estate. Uh, he was a very, very prolific developer. That's why you see <laughs> his last the, name is Estate. His, yes. And that's why, that's why you see the word estate, James Estate. Uh, yeah. 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 And he, yeah. he was his uh, great uncle's last name, Roundabout. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, Herman oh, Roundabout. So many real estate terms uh, spun off of that family. Yes. Nice. So that's how we got the term estate. Yes. <laughs> and, but it wasn't until they met Joy Commission. <laughs> and she taught them. The, the, I, think there, I think there are several real estate agents who wouldn't change their name to Joy Commission. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about changing my last name from Brian Reynolds to Brian Best. Yeah. Because in the, for, for SEO purposes. So I can like open up a bunch of retail stores and call them like Best Liquor Store, Best, you know, oh, Gas man. Station, Best, whatever, whatever. Retail like Best Salon. And I can... Not that Google cares, like if I name it that or not, and and, and if my name is legally that, but uh, so that way I always have like a, like you know, I, I, if I bought like an ad in the newspaper, like uh, you know, Brian Best mm-hmm. says the best liquor store is where you need to buy your alcohol or something like mm-hmm. that, right? And they can I can put the word best, and they're like, oh, it's his name, so I got to print it like that. So yeah, yeah, I think it could work. That's it. It just might, but uh, do. You- Maybe you may want to like edit that out of the podcast. Somebody might steal your idea. Someone might steal my idea. My next idea is, uh, you know, liquor store. My last name is near me <laughs> for their mobile users. <laughs> Brian near me, best near me. <laughs> oh man, Siri took me past ten liquor stores on my way to this one. Wow. That's a, that's a <laughs> so it's one of the. You know, I don't think I have the. Uh, you can have the people if you're listening. You can have that idea. I don't even want anything more. I'm not going to do that. Um, I bought the domain name at one point, best homes, Kansas city. Um, yeah. Thinking I'd use it. 
I still might. I still have it. Yeah, we still have it. Yeah. We can, we can turn that into something. In fact, um, yeah, I mean. We can just review the best homes in Kansas City. Yeah. How about we should buy worst homes, Kansas City? And if you make that list, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> worst homes, Kansas City. And it's like, it's always the same house of a guy we don't like. <laughs> or we'll play a joke on Chad or Kevin. <laughs> like, it's always their house. Like, guys, stop saying that. <laughs> but it's the worst home. What makes it the worst? I don't know. Guy Chad, left there. Yeah, he's, he's just, just a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what? He didn't split the last tab evenly and he, he ordered two drinks. <laughs> jerk. Nah, that's not true. Chad would never do that. Never do that. No. <laughs> no, we got to think of somebody better than Chad. Yeah, we love Chad. Yeah. It's not a good fit. We got to fight. We should do it to Paul. Paul? Yeah. yeah. We'll play a joke on Paul. He'll think it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he will. He'll be like, oh, yeah, come by. See my worst house. <laughs> 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 yeah so we can do that i like our idea of starting a website where we just review stuff of kansas city that's also a good idea um yeah yeah we keep talking about that let's do that yeah we should do that let's review this podcast <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you know i would review you as a real estate agent uh-huh do that uh review you for seo and web marketing and speaking of if you search lawrence kansas seo i do pop up number one, mm. which uh, I should, because if people are going to trust me with their SEO, I should probably show that I can do it well for my own business. So, And you changed your last name to SEO. So. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, best SEO near me. Yeah. Brian, CEO? No, it's SEO. SEO. Sounded out. SEO. Yeah. Sounded out. Remember that? Remember learning how to read? I do. Phonics. Sounded yeah. out. I just... Uh, uh, right before we started recording, I saw your little boy and, uh, he was learning how to write and I said, do you know how to spell this? And I held up a car and he's like, yeah, nice. He spelled it. But, uh, he learned how to write his name today. Yeah. So he is, he's on top of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and when he learns a new thing, boy, he wants to tell everybody about it. He, uh, well, he did tell me about it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I said, well, now that you can sign your last name, you can buy real estate you can sign contracts <laughs> you your card yeah i did it <laughs> take my card yeah if you lose that your dad knows how to get a hold of me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can sign a contract <laughs> i think so i don't know this is texas <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well yeah it'll be a few more years till he's 18 and it's legally binding what was that simpsons line where there's not a jury in this country i'll put that baby behind bars well, maybe Texas. But <laughs> <laughs> Maggie shot Mr. Burns. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You've had 30 years to watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Maggie shot Mr. Burns. The convergence of that one guy who's listening to our podcast and was just about to watch that episode. like, And is a big enough Simpsons fan to where that spoil might ruin his day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that heads up on that. Yeah, and Mr. Maggie did it not to ruin your day. Next week, uh, we, we will give you a spoiler alert. We are going to tell you who shot Jr. Uh, so, oh wow, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, that was the one. That was that was the age where the the cliffhanger for mm -hmm. who shot Mr. Burns. That was when I learned that there are uh, breaks in uh, show television shows where they leave you a cliffhanger. And they don't tell you what happens till the end of the summer. Yeah. And that's when I, I learned a very valuable lesson as I tune in next Sunday to watch the Simpsons to see what happened. <laughs> and there was a rerun and I was going losing my mind. <laughs> so I was trying to figure out who the heck shot Mr. Burns. And I had to wait months and months and months. And that's when I learned about fall schedules. <laughs> and I was ready to kill somebody. 
I learned about, I, I learned a, a similar lesson, um, but it was about canceled TV shows. When one day I went to turn on the TV to watch the show ALF and it was not there. And uh, boy, that shook my world, man. Oh my gosh. That would have been. Yeah. Like, uh, well, I like how that he, was when it was in syndication. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he was just like his big thing was eating cats and no one seemed to be like really turned off by that. Like that was gruesome. <laughs> we love cats. Don't eat the cat. I think it was, I think it was a little, um, a little less uh, gory than we thought than it could have been because you could clearly tell his mouth was fabric. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, that's not going to hurt a cat. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. All right. Yeah. Um, so Kansas city, might move. Do you think they're going to move the stadium downtown? What do you think? I have no idea. Okay, um, let's say they do. What would that do to real estate down there? You think? Um, I, I think it would be a positive. How much? I'm not sure, but um, because not because, you know, like the stadium wouldn't have an impact, but because Kansas City's done so well at rejuvenating its downtown over the last fi- 10, 15 years, um you know, it, it's already kind of its own destination. Um, so I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun to have it downtown. I, I have a hard time picturing where the parking would go and things like that. Yeah, I don't even want to yeah. thinking about that makes me cringe and yeah. be sad when I think about that because yeah. that's a big lot of car. That's a lot of cars. Yeah. Um, but I do say, I will say this when I lived in Denver, it was fun leaving the baseball game and then going to the bar. Yeah. That's right there. You just walk down the street and go have a drink. It's fun to go. You're, you're in like a playful mood. You're like, yeah, we just left a game. If you win, you want to keep having fun. Yeah. It'd be, it would just be, you know, when you get in, when you're at this, when you're in, you know, at, at Truman, right. And you're getting ready to leave. Yeah. It's like, uh, you have to hang out in the parking lot a little bit, but it's kind of a bummer. I want to yeah. keep partying. Well, um, a similar, um, it's not a stadium, but the thing that drew a lot of people downtown during the world, the Royals, playoff and world series runs was uh power and light you know that was almost like watching it at a stadium that know? was yeah um, that was pretty cool and one of the most fun afternoons i ever had was i think there was the world cup before the last one so it was about eight years ago i yeah you know, i wasn't really into soccer but man one afternoon they had a world cup match and uh yeah it was an afternoon and we watched it at, at power and light and um it was a tie, but the atmosphere and everything. Exciting. Was just, yeah, it was just a blast. I had so much fun. Um, and uh, mm. I have, I've tried to replicate that afternoon now for eight years. And I just, I <laughs> I've been seeking that happiness I, again. Yeah, I can't get there. Chasing a dragon. Yeah. I am glad uh, the U, uh, U.S. and Kansas City specifically will be That's big, right? hosting World Cup games. Yeah. Imagine, like, so imagine my mind went to right now, like, maybe I should buy, like, a loft downtown right now. Just buy it. And like, hopefully in 10 years, we'll be going to the Super Bowl like every year, like the Patriots did mm. that, that kind of thing. And then I'll have a loft downtown for like, you know, the eight games, home games, or maybe nine, whatever it is. Uh, nowadays, now we're a 17 game schedule. How much fun that would be. Like you have a spot to go to for every game yeah. downtown or baseball game too, or something like that. So maybe I should buy a property now down there, hold on to it and wait for the team to come downtown. Well, a lot of people, um, buy, um, in homes and um, condos and townhouses and things around stadiums for Airbnbs. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you could use it for yourself or, um, you know, you can uh, charge um, 50 grand a night uh, during a <laughs> during, grand a night after a ball game, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we get Airbnb, 
around the around the stadium. We wait for the NFL to let us host a Super Bowl game. Yes. We get the Super Bowl and we charge, yeah, we charge five grand a night, make all the money. And then hopefully the the WWE has WrestleMania in Kansas City. Ooh. Um well I mean, hey, you, you kind of joke, but I mean, if you were to look at Airbnb rates, they may go up a tiny bit when, you know, there's wrestling events here in town. Oh, totally. Yeah, um, for sure. And all of that stuff. Cause we're in the kind of city where like, um, I don't know, there's people who will drive here from like three hours away to us from like a smaller city, like Springfield or something and just stay overnight, you know, cause man, who wants to drive home after WrestleMania? No. Yeah. That's yeah. you want to like, uh, like a hotel nearby so you can, yeah. odds are you might be had a few, a beverage or two during that. So maybe it would be better just to go crash and, they, they serve alcohol at WrestleMania? I would assume they do. Yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> I mean, unless Stone Cold Steve Austin back in the day, those are the only two beers in the whole stadium he would smash together. <laughs> yeah. I got the only two. Like, that jerk has the only two beers in the that, Well, that's why they're fighting in the ring, because... Uh, <laughs> that's, why they're fi- that's why they're so angry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why the Undertaker keeps coming back to life. <laughs> back when he wrestled. I am... I'm I'm treading water a little bit this conversation. I don't know as much about wrestling as you do. So. Um yeah, no, I big fan. I'm 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 a fan of nineties <clears throat> wrestling. I watched it back when it was WWF mm-hmm. and WCW. I was actually thinking about this. Like uh my favorite wrestler was uh Brett the Hitman Hart. And uh the the importance of having a wrestler that was like uh, a marquee name. So I would never watch WCW unless there was a wrestler wrestling, his name is Ric Flair. Mm. I'm sure you're familiar with Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. I've heard all these names. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I would, I, whenever they had w, WCW, I compare it to the PGA and live golf because I was thinking about like all these major names from PGA tour going over to live golf and I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I get it. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't want to watch live golf unless, Oh wait, if tiger goes over there, I mean, like, of course I want to watch that. And Mickelson, mm. I like Mickelson and they have all these players. I'm like, it's kind of like WWF and WCW is I would always watch WC WWF. But if Ric Flair was wrestling, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna go watch that match. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what he does. Yeah. So it's kind of like essentially what PGA Tour and Live Golf are doing right now. I, I, I would not have drawn a, a parallel between wrestling and golf like that. Yep, I'm also a, a golfing fan. So yes. <laughs> you golfed competitively in college. I did. Yeah, I played in college, Division Two at Fort Hay State, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I dabble still. Thinking, uh, I've been golfing more lately. My back still, I've gotten a lot older, put on a lot more weight. My back hurts now. That, so, yeah, happens, right? Happens. Well, hey, look, look how many surgeries Tiger's had, you know. Do real estate agents? Yeah, he's had a lot. Yeah, he, well, he's all, yeah, he's, uh, but when you're that good, and I realized this because uh, the way I turn and when you turn, like you, you stretch your back out really hard, but if you're as good as him, like, yeah, it, yeah you get back problems. Yeah, you're really torquing yourself there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Real estate real estate agents play golf. I think I've played with a few realtors in my day. And but you you you're from like a realtor family. Golf's never really been in your. But you don't you live on a golf course or your family? Yeah, my uh, parents own a house that backs up to a golf course, and um, my dad doesn't golf much anymore. But he used to, and uh, when he was a kid, um, you know, um, what early sixties, um, he was a caddy at one of the. Uh, I can't remember which club it was, but. It was a pretty prominent club. He said one time he caddied um, for Ronnie Dangerfield and they <laughs> no, made a movie out of it. No, but uh, he did uh, caddy for Mickey Mantle one time. No kidding. Yeah. Well, geez, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. 
Yeah, um, I, I wish I knew more details of the story. That'd be a great story to tell. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mantle, that's enough right yeah. there. Well, I do believe, uh, yeah, if you're a real estate agent, a realtor, or it really is like the cool thing, people always wonder like, uh, is playing golf a, a good idea for business? And I do think it is because yeah. you're literally spending three hours with somebody. You're playing yeah. a full 18 holes. And, uh, yeah. and if you're, I, I've seen this before, like if it's just me when I go out there by myself and if I, I want to play, they normally they don't let you play by yourself at least around here uh yet they put you in with like a threesome or a twosome oh. so you can't just go by yourself you have to like team up with somebody else and a lot of times people get frustrated at that because if you're not very good you slow everybody down yes. it's annoying uh but if you're decent or you're pretty good uh they get excited because they get to see you play and they get to play along with somebody and you can make friends like mm-hmm. that and, you know and then and that's what we talk about the question always comes up what do you do for a living what do you yeah. do what do you do yeah. what do you do and so if you're a realtor and you have you know people who are out there for three hours playing golf and you talk about what you do and maybe they're looking for a real estate agent or you know maybe they're looking maybe right not right now but they'll think about you six months a year from now now you uh can forge good relationships on a golf course. That's a good place to, to network. Um, yeah. And a lot of people, um, you know, who are in client-based work, um, you know, will will buy rounds of golf for their clients or take them, you know, that's a good kind of a fun thing to do kind of like a gift, you know, it's like, Hey, uh, put this afternoon aside. I'm taking a couple clients golfing, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, so that's a good thing to do for them. Um, and unless they don't golf and then they'll just be like, Thanks. I, I like walking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny how I remember when I played in high school, I played a lot when I was a teenager and then, um, and no one else really liked it. And it's really a thing I liked back then. I was obsessed with it. Yeah. And then I turned uh 21 around that time or when I moved to Lawrence, essentially I had to kind of stop and then and, and focus on school. And I stopped for like 17 years and then all my friends now they've caught up to where mm. they love playing it. They're obsessed with it now in our mid thirties and, later in the early forties. And I'm all like, Oh, Hey, they're finally catching up to like what I've liked playing a long time ago. And they're actually yeah. getting like pretty good. And it's making yeah. me crazy because oh, if they're, no. now they're better than me. I'm like, I can't have that. I was the guy playing back in the day. So yeah. Why couldn't you have picked up this middle-aged hobby back when I was 20? Like me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was 11 years old, hanging out with dudes talking about their plumbing business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My first car at 16 was a big Cadillac. That's a, uh, yeah right because it fit my clubs you know <laughs> oh yeah no it's not uh, if you're not uh big on golf uh, that's why i think top golf does a good job because they find yeah. a way to make it fun for someone yeah. who isn't like a golfer so you can try it but if you don't like it you can stop and have a drink and eat some food yeah and i, I heard anecdotally i don't know how many people this really annoys but like real golfers who love golf are like that's not real golf you know it's like no, yeah. no. Top golf is not. I mean, it's a driving range. Yeah. Uh, it's. Yes. I remember like my friends telling me like we're going to Top Golf, and I looked it up, and then like it's a driving range. I'm like driving ranges are not fun. They're the mm. farthest thing from fun. You work on your game there, and it's. I mean, maybe it's fun of like for a few little bit for someone who wants to try swinging a golf club, and I get there like oh they have TVs and music and yeah. have waiters and waitresses and buy food and you don't have to like get there and like it's a gamification of the game of golf like of yeah. a driving range where you're playing like accuracy. And even if people who don't hit the ball very well, you're like, well, you can try and they can practice until yeah. you, you get it. If you don't like it, just sit down and, and but yeah, it's not real quote unquote golf. It's a real golf swing. Yeah. You're really learning how to swing the club properly. If yeah. You look at it that way, but <laughs> you call it glorified driving range, <laughs> a glorified driving range. Maybe you didn't use the word glorified, but uh, yeah, it's basically a drive. It's a driving. Yeah. It's a driving range, which isn't the fun part of golf, but 
got me thinking if you add TVs and wait staff to anything, it could be fun. Like if there was like wide screens by my washing machine and, a, and somebody <laughs> was, was bringing bar, me, a, yeah. man, I'd, man, I'd love doing laundry all of a sudden. I'd pay 25 bucks an hour to do it. We had a bar in Hayes, Kansas. That was a, a bar slash laundromat. Yeah. It was called, it's still there. It's called sip and spin. Yeah. But they got rid of the laundromat part. They just focused on the bar. <laughs> 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 so, so it used to be a thing where, yeah, you put your clothes in, you go have a drink, and then you come and, and it was a great idea if you've ever had to use laundromats. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a horribly boring experience, like an episode of Rocco's Modern Life where he had to go there and sit there. It was like, you sit there and you stare at the, you just sit there and stare at the dryer and all that. Yeah. It's a great concept, but it became so popular that they got rid of the laundromat and just focused on the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now all the people who, Go to that bar. If you look close, they are wearing filthy laundry. They're just, you know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a good business idea too. So I guess if you have any new business ideas, yeah, take a, a boring thing and and, change, and, and tie it to a bar. DMV well, bar. Well, I see um, quite a bit. Well, not quite a bit, but not so little that it's rare. Um, you know, guys who like to work in their garage, you know, they'll um, put um, stuff out there like, TVs and you know their uh, pub memorabilia and things like that and mm-hmm. um, make it look like a real living space and um, you know f- one form or another of a man cave I suppose you know yeah. uh, have you ever okay I want to talk about this have you ever been to like a corporate event where they have like entertainment like a mm-hmm. like a band or something or a DJ have you ever been to one where there, where there was a comedian. I'm struggling to think of one. I don't believe I have. Okay. I have a number of times and yeah. I want to talk about this really great corporate comedian comedian. His name's Eric O'Shea. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know that guy? I've met him. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. Right. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. And I say this because I've seen him perform like 10 times. Okay. So I saw him perform at KU and I met him there and he's performed like corporate comedy. And it's like, um, I've seen him like he does, uh, I think he did a show in front of, uh, the Broncos, like uh, John Elway, he has a photo of John oh, Elway. Cool. And uh, yeah, best corporate comedian. Because I know you're in the comedy scene. You do yes. improv. Yes. And what, what do people look for? Like he, this dude's clean and everything. And it's very That's... easy to work with. Works a room. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So like, yeah, something about that clean c- comedian experience. I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. If you've ever been to a comedy show and you're worried like someone's not going to be funny. Like it's always kind of an iffy thing or scary thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you say clean, you know, sometimes people realize or people envision, oh, well, he's just going to be very not funny. You know, he's going to be holding back, but that's not the case at all. No, um, no, no. I, I, I think I maybe saw Eric once when I was at KU cause he, he did a lot of college touring as well. Yeah. He's been doing college uh, tours forever. Like but, gosh, for 30 years now. <clears throat> and, um, he, um, yeah, he's won awards, uh, doing the college uh, comedy circuit. And, um, yeah, he, yeah, it, it's one of those like, it's funny how, uh, like his, he's does like a clean comedy and you think that wouldn't work at a college ter- uh, place, but it works marvelously yeah. <laughs> works marvelously. I guess if you're funny, if it's yeah. funny, it's funny. Right. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Funny is, yeah, absolutely. Clean or dirty. Yeah. Funny is funny. So <laughs> yeah, the, I would get nervous. Like, uh, there was one time I was, uh, what's it called? Is it Wolf Creek, the nuclear place? They had a comedian magician. Really? Yeah. And he wow. was local. He's like from Topeka. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It wasn't like dirty. It was just like, I don't know where he got these magic tricks. I think he got him off of Amazon from like, for like a, like a five-year-old's birthday party. Yeah. I'll, uh, 
I'll ask you when we're done recording. I'm, if he was a comedian magician from Topeka, I might know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if it's that one. I don't, I don't know how many there are in no. Topeka. Uh, this no, was, there, there's a ton. If, if you think it's you, it's not you. Well, this was like 14 years ago. Oh, yeah. So maybe this, okay. this is not the same one. Yeah. But uh, the uh, I remember that like it was just like the quiet. There's silence and then there's comic bombing silence. <laughs> it's the most awkward feeling yeah. where you're just like is this over yet please do something <laughs> funny that i can laugh at i don't know where to even laugh yet like that's the cool thing about music right you know in the yeah. you know in the clock yeah you know when to applaud song's over we applaud but when a co- comedian's not funny like you're like where do i laugh where's the laugh supposed to happen at yeah i'm also curious how you got in uh to wolf creek nuclear power plant <laughs> <laughs> well, I was DJing the oh, show after it. I was a DJ for okay. the. So I had okay. to. I was. I forgot you did that. Yeah. Like, what were you like? Trucking in uranium or? <laughs> <laughs> I was. No, I was. Uh, mineral side business there. I got turned down for a job, and I just I couldn't take no for an answer. So I wanted to follow in the HR person and <laughs> declare thought, my love for Wolf Creek. Yeah, I thought it was like The Simpsons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I I thought this is where I need to have gusto. You know. I always say like, you know what? You got to knock down the doors. You got to shake the hand firmly. They give you a job, but when they don't give you a job, you chase after them, (laughs) which is technically stalking, I think. Uh, There's a comedian I was watching. He was talking about how uh, like back, like they were getting dating advice from like his grandma and grandma's like, how did you meet grandpa? Like, well, I didn't like him at first, but then he just wouldn't take no for an answer. And he kept on bugging me every day at my job until I finally gave in and said, okay, I'll go on a date with you. Like, Grandma, that was basically stalking. That is. <laughs> you buried your yeah. stalker. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, nobody has to stalk me. You can just approach me. You can. I'm very approachable. I, I'll just I'm, add you on Facebook and like yeah. DM Joe. It's fine. I'm flattered if you want to stalk me, but you you don't have to go to that much work. You yeah. Know, nah, buying it's not worth it. camouflage. And, gas is so expensive. Gas, yeah. Yeah. I'll give you a ride. <laughs> camouflage stalking i don't think that's stalking i think they're hunting you at that point <laughs> I, I live in a densely wooded neighborhood so yeah they, schwarzenegger yeah. the predators out there they make a little ghillie suit like a army sniper and you know yeah jesse the body ventura you hear him screaming <laughs> well, what happened to that guy jesse ventura yeah he's out there still yeah he lives in minnesota i believe still he was a governor of minnesota for a while he was i think he saw his residence up there and yeah. I, last interview I heard him, I don't know where he was on, what he was on. It was relatively recently, but I think he like has, um, he says he goes to Mexico a lot. He was surfing. Mm. So I don't know if he has like a vacation house down there or not, but mm. I know election season's coming back up. So we might see more interviews with him. Seems like he pops up every election season or yeah. primarily presidential election season, but he always seems like he's still doing that. Yeah. I can't do his voice, but he's really, he's, you can tell military. He's very direct. Yes. Like he gets like it's like subject verb sentences yeah. and it's very direct and intimidating. It's like, Oh God, this guy's going for it. <laughs> Not a whole lot of metaphors. Yeah. Like, I don't hear a lot of metaphors. It's very direct language. Well, I, it's not beating around the bush here at all. Is there? Yeah. Well, there's not a lot of symbolism in professional wrestling, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he was special forces at some point. But yeah. He had a, he had a show for a while called conspiracy theory. I remember that yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, follow the money. Yeah, it was always follow the money, and the money always led to like I don't know. That's something that he couldn't like uncover even more. He always I, I like the editing of that because he like go travel someplace. Like, do I get in this place? Commercial. 
No, I did not get in. <laughs> I did not get in this play. Yeah. What's in Al Capone's vault? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched a bunch of early 2000s commercials about, I don't know, get your degree online.com or something like that. And come back to it. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though, how commercials annoy us so much now? But when you watch ones from more than 10 years ago, you're like, I remember that. That was great. Oh, the, the nostalgia factor settles yeah. in. Yeah. Like you did, it's almost like uh, I don't know if it's a theory of some kind, but like if, if if it's a hipster thing. But what was super like not cool twenty years ago, like now everyone loves it. Just give yeah. it a, like if you're twenty years ago and you're a certain band, like a Nickelback kind of thing. No, we're still who are still like selling out stadiums at the time, but they're, they're everyone liked to not like them or hate them, <laughs> and you wait long enough. Just like, just wait. We'll find our audience that loves us, yeah, and that we'll talk about how cool we are. But we just have to wait twenty five years and. Oh, we're one of those bands. Oh, like, <laughs> so I have to take heat for the next yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Okay. So we'll be, we'll have like a number one single and then I got to go sell insurance for 20 years and then I can pick the guitar back up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Or, yeah. or like, uh, isn't it crazy? Like how now, like, like, like hair metal bands, like isn't poison playing like Kaufman or Arrowhead or something like that. Well, they, um, or was it Motley Crue? Uh, they just had a, um, concert at whatever what's the sprint center called now t-mobile t-mobile uh where it was new kids on the block rick astley um oh my god yeah so basically they can still sell these things because if you liked yeah. them when you were in middle school back in the 90s <laughs> you, you probably you couldn't go to it but now you can, you can afford it now so you want to go relive your, your nostalgic middle school years i think several of the people i knew who went and saw that were moms of middle schoolers when the new kids were popular and we're probably like this this is terrible, and now they're like, oh my gosh, I remember when my kids were little. So like 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 sticks, yeah, like in back in the early eighties or like 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 they could probably I, th- I hear they still sell out stadiums now like, uh, with that nostalgia factor going on. So, well, uh, yeah, um, a lot of the classic rock bands, you know, just had staying power. Like the Rolling Stones, until they die, will be selling out concerts. I mean, you know, yeah, which is probably not. Which which will not happen. They're not no. going. They're not going anywhere. No, no. And I'm a big Bruce Springsteen fan, and he just announced a new tour uh, that I'm sure will sell out. You know, so. keep yourself healthy. People love it. I guess that's amazing how that works out. Yeah, but just gotta stay healthy. Keep keep the pipes going. Yeah. But but yeah, back to real estate though. Um, I wish the Rolling Stones were my neighbor. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Or your client, you can sell them. Yeah. Sell their house to other rock stars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so easy to do. Yeah. When you have a book of rock stars to just, oh, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Bob Seeger's looking in this neighborhood. I wonder know? how like attentive rock stars are like with getting back to you. I have a feeling they're not good at getting back I think to somebody. I think their people get back with you. Okay. You know? It's just the manager. Like, can you please yeah. get back to me? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mick Jagger is not going to do that. He's, <laughs> he's still sleeping. He's not, he's busy with other stuff. <laughs> you get back. And then the manager works. Uh, there's a really funny story on YouTube where, um, was it? Um, the director of dogma, it's Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. He talks about like working with Prince about how like hard it is to like work oh, with Prince. Yeah. <laughs> It was a it was a challenge uh, because uh, he, the way he, the way he phrased it was, um, tell Prince I can't do this, and his people were like, okay, so Prince doesn't really understand the concept of no, I can't do that, or no in general. Oh, wow. And so he gave an example like if Prince says he wants a giraffe and it's Christmas Eve, you need to find a way <laughs> to get a, get him a giraffe. There is no 
I can't do that. Or how am I going to do that? It's like, you figure out a way to do it. And if it's something like that, you hope that he kind of forgets about it and doesn't ever bring it up again. <laughs> That's what you're kind of hoping for. Well, like uh, I do see like the houses of the famous, you know, and the rich uh, or the rich and famous as some people order those words. Um, but, uh, and I do wonder like, I wonder how long that house was on the market before, you know, Beyonce bought it, you know, or mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. um, how many houses they looked at, you know, um, like, the Osbournes, you saw a lot of their house on their reality shows. Like, I wonder how many houses they looked around at before they settled on that one and how how much work their agent put in driving them. Like, I, I, I just immediately picture like Ozzy Osbourne in my backseat driving him. You know, you love this neighborhood, Mr. Osbourne. <laughs> and that really popped in my head when um, I, I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the show before, but uh when I saw Rogue One, the Star Wars movie, and you see Darth Vader's castle, I'm always like, oh, man, I wonder how much of the galaxy he looked at before he found that place, you know? <laughs> man, his electricity bill is probably yeah. messed up. What was it? You know, his agents doing this, like, buyer consultation. It's like, well, what would you like in your home, Mr. Vader? <sighs> a lava lake, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that a must-have? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I need a, yeah. So lots of plugins for my charging my mask <laughs> yeah yeah i need to charge this thing if it gets low on batteries yeah like like he doesn't have staff at the galactic empire they'll be come in and retrofit a bunch of usb ports and stuff you went mini viral recently you know that i did yeah with did. uh with your uh so we posted on reddit on kansas city subreddit oh yeah yeah your data like the johnson county prices over the last 10 years yes what it was in 2011 2010 and how it's grown in terms of sold closings of properties in johnson county uh to like so far within the first six months of this year that got almost to the top page it got to the second spot but tens of thousands of people viewed that that's great. And hundreds of comments. And I got to say, you, you know what? We got to do more of those, those data things. We should we do will. more of those. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we did Johnson County. Maybe we'll uh, hit some of the Missouri uh, municipalities. Missouri, uh, that. And, we uh, could also do like, uh, you know, not just that. I like the idea of like uh, talking about celebrities. Maybe we can do like celebrity home price increases or whatever. We can like okay. who bought the, you know, Jay-Z's home over the last, like how many times it's been bought and sold over the last 20 years and how much it's gone up in value uh, versus what, you know, yeah. Johnson County people pay or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would be interesting, you know, and you, I, you, you intuitively, you think a celebrity will add value to a home, but, um, you don't see it as much anymore, but there was, a, there was always like that clickbait, like, look what happened to Mike Tyson's mansion. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, I bet that does happen sometimes when celebrities run out of money. We should also do uh, Johnson County, like new homes built in the last maybe 10 years or something. That'd be a good. Yeah. One. Yeah. Um, that'd be a good one. And, um, uh, yeah, we'll look at permits pulled and, um, or maybe like I should that. like take like home price values sold, maybe new homes and have like a, a line graph going through that. It shows what the interest rates were at the mm -hmm. fed or whatever, or what the maybe what the average like mortgage rate was at that time and see over as the time goes on over the coming years, like how those numbers play with each other as one goes up, the other one comes down or whatever, however it plays yeah. out, uh, how it reacts to it. That might be an interesting graph to have. Yeah, that, that would. And, uh, um, interesting topic for discussion too. You know, I've, I, a lot of interest rates are up and a lot of lenders are saying that, you know, inquiries are down, but they eventually come back up and, um, still your interest rate is not 
gen it's not going to um hurt your ability to build equity in a home you know right uh long term you know yeah you can't just turn around 30 days after you bought a house i think it's one of those things where it's you want to buy a house, but interest rates have been what they have been. And then we get introduced this new rate and then it just, then the market sees it then it reacts. And then eventually that's the rate we're used to. Yes. Yeah. And then you, you like, well, I want to, I want to buy a house yep. and uh, my income is where it needs to be. And my down payments where it needs to be and my family or however I want to, however my lifestyle is, it's where it needs to be. And I want to do it. So then you do it. Yep. Right? You know, I feel like people are going to, as long as people are walking this planet, they're probably going to want to buy a, a property of some kind. They, they will. And, um, and historically, we're still looking at low interest rates, you know, and, mm -hmm. and um, when we had um, Trish Reedy, the mortgage lender on a previous episode, you know, and started talking about things like, oh, are rates high enough that you need to buy a point now and th things like that. Uh, she, and she strategies said, like that. Yeah. And she said, no, it's, it's still not really advantageous to do that yet. You know, so. Yeah. We'll have to pay attention to what we'll to do an episode about like uh, kind of competing bids against maybe those I hear corporations are coming in and trying to buy things and making them rentals. I don't know much about that. I yeah. hear it's a thing. I don't know how much it represents uh, the market right now, but it, yeah. The uh, percentage varies from metro area to metro area. Um, it's enough that people notice, but um, I'd have, I don't want to quote a figure without having it in front of me, but um, it's not quite as much as people think, but it's becoming, um, it's becoming a significant factor. So. I bet you that stuff, and this is me speculating, but I bet you that's really intense, like in a major, um, major vacation destination. Mm -hmm. Like if you want a spot in Key Largo or oh, a spot yeah. in Key West, like, in, oh, I'd like to buy a house there. Well, good luck. You're going to compete against someone who's going to want to rent it out to somebody. Yeah. And they have money, like a, a billion dollar company wants that piece of property to sell it or well, to rent it. I mean, you don't even have to be that big. I um, went to a seminar put on by um, a, a a woman who is a real estate investor and has been able to acquire uh, multiple pop properties around Branson. And uh, it got me thinking, well, gee, I wonder how many properties around Branson, uh, around Table Rock Lake uh, in that area um, are owned by individuals anymore, <laughs> you know, or. Heck, I was looking at Airbnbs for uh, Lake of the Ozarks for later yeah. this summer. So I wanted to go down there maybe to yeah. take the family down there. Uh, and um, yeah, I bet you. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of them are owned by small time and small, you know, easy for me to say small time investors, but that own maybe like three of them, you know, that they it's it's enough that it's worthwhile, uh, but it's also not so many that they can't manage it on their own. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, um, my folks, my brothers and I are and their families are going you mentioned like the Ozarks at, at the end of July. Um, it's an Airbnb. Now the one we are going to, I, I think we rented it off of Verbo, but uh, I think this one is actually owned by an individual, but uh, you know, yeah. um, sometimes I wonder like uh, about billionaires, um, like say a Warren Buffett or Elon Musk or one of these like out outrageous, like the, the richest of the rich billionaires, you know how like sometimes uh, Conan O'Brien had a joke where he would go buy every seat at a movie theater so only he can watch the movie by himself. Imagine you're like a, like the Ozarks and you're Warren Buffett. You just buy all the properties for yourself. Wait, you could just yeah, have the whole probably, lake to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You could probably, 
Yeah. Wow. I wonder if you could do that. Buffett cashes out all of Berkshire Hathaway and buys Lake of the Ozarks. Yeah. I'm going to buy all these properties. I'm going to put up a big gate. <laughs> That's my lake now. <laughs> it's like when Cartman buys the uh, amusement park and says, you can't come here anymore. And everybody <laughs> Especially not Stan and Kyle. He <laughs> yeah. has a big commercial rubbing their nose in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it makes them all want to go. <laughs> and they like the, the makes the, everyone want to go to the amusement park and then it becomes super successful again. Yeah. And it was like the marketing, the marketing phrase of like, you can't come and now people want to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Maybe that's something to look into, but yeah. Key West, Key Largo and like all those, uh, is that a song? Key Largo. Oh, that's that. Yeah. Beach it's song. Kokomo. Yeah. 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 That's what they're talking about. That fancy area down there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, not many people listen to the lyrics closely, but it was the Beach Boys singing about buying uh, short-term rentals. <laughs> they were way ahead of the game. Way we should invest, baby. Yeah. We should invest in Kokomo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll buy it fast, and but we won't sell it low. Oh, you missed the rhyme. Uh, we'll buy it fast, and we'll have great cash flow. We'll have great cash. Yeah. That's where we yeah. want to go. There's a um. Way down the Kokomo. I have to finish the song. I'm sorry. Um, in my Verbo. <laughs> in my wow, this is a whole thing yeah. here. Good lord. Oh man, we thought this would just be a bottle episode, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> there was a there's a liquor store in my hometown that used. Uh, oh, good segue. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, I'll, I'll tell you why. There's a liquor store in my hometown where. Uh, what's that song by the Beach Boys? Something tells me I'm into some. That song, I something think good. Hermits, Her- Herman's Hermits. That's Herman's Hermits. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Joe's good. At, yeah. He's good at that stuff. Uh, yeah. Like those classic songs. Or Hermits, Hermits. We'll just yeah. well, this the liquor store. I won't say their name. But it was like the liquor. You're into something good. They just completely yeah. stole this. They oh they, yeah. they took the song and, and put their their name into it, and no one's ever called them on it. No one's ever said anything about it. I'm watching the commercial when I'm a kid. I'm like oh, that's a famous song. They, they can do that. I'm like no, you can't do that. There should be there, there should be a cease and desist yeah. with that. But they never. But no one ever. No one cared. No, they don't. The owner of that song probably wasn't in Western Kansas during that time. Well, anyone who um, was watching TV in the late 90s, early 2000s cannot hear uh, John Philip Sousa's uh, Stars and Stripes America without it being the Velveeta theme song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good one. That or, song never had lyrics until that came along. Oh, my gosh. Ah, oh, nostalgia. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe. Good podcast. Great podcast. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about real estate sometime, but we, we, we sprinkled in some real estate. In yeah. There. Yeah. Talked about some, Hey, we had a good time. We had a, I had a good time. You know, we had a lot of fun here today, but you know, what's important. Well, it's climate change or something. <laughs> what we learned today. Well, we learned, um, vintage commercials are better. Vintage commercials where you blatantly steal songs that probably should pay a lot of money for, mm. but you know what? That's not cool. You yeah. shouldn't steal from artists. It's always it's always three things. Uh, oh, what did we learn today? Uh, vintage commercials are cool. You don't have to stalk Joe; just approach him and uh, don't just steal stuff out of people's garage. Go to garage sales and buy their junk there. We we covered a lot yeah. of ground today. That is very useful, <laughs> yes. making the world a better place. Yes. All right, that has been the podcast. Ksrealtyagent.com. Like, share, subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your friends. I know Joe would like that. Joe would like. Yes, I you like know what share. he would hate. He would hate it if you went to his uh, website. His. Uh, his Google review, leave my Google review on his Google account uh, profile. Joe, the realtor, Overland Park, Kansas. He would just hate that if he did that. He'd be so embarrassed. Mm. And so, if you hate me, do that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you don't like him. Yeah, you're gonna have the biggest influx of reviews uh, ever now because 
I'm writing this glowing Google review to spite Joe Stevenson. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much right. and subscribe and uh, see you next time.